Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. Today with me I have Elaine Kelly, who she's going to tell us all about um, what she does and everything. And I'm really excited for this conversation. So hi Elaine, how are you doing? Hi. Um, yeah, it's really nice to be on. I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, I guess a bit of background. Uh, I'm Elaine Kelly, um, and I'm the founder and director of a little internet-based business called Wise Owl Equitation. Um, Wise Owl basically connects riders to trainers and experts from all over the world. So it started, I guess, a bit of background into me is I was always pony and horse obsessed, but didn't come from a horsey background, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So lucky enough to, you know, been given riding lessons and eventually I grew up in a farm. So eventually I got a pony of my own. And after that, then the riding lessons kind of dried up and I was left to my own devices as so many people are. Yeah. Um, so I never really got a huge amount of professional training, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think most of the, the education I would have had would have been from, I used to get horse and pony magazine every week. And that was kind of about as much of the training that I got. I wasn't in pony club or anything like that. So yeah. Um, so that was kind of, that's kind of the background. And I guess to a certain extent, I, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I felt that I missed out on a lot of professional training that I probably could have benefited from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved to the UK 15 years ago, um, took a break from horses for a while. And after, after a while I bought uh, a new horse and suddenly I had trainers of all disciplines like on my doorstep um it was so easy I could do a jumping lesson on a Monday I could do a Saturday lesson on a Tuesday it was just so accessible I was I've never had that if that makes sense so a few years of that and then I had a little baby and I desperately wanted to learn to ride side saddle um and in order to do that there was a bit of a travel so it would have been realistically probably a three-hour round trip at a 45 minute lesson, almost half a day just to do a lesson for a 45 minute lesson. And that just wasn't sustainable with a brand new baby. I just yeah. couldn't justify being away for that long. That's kind of where the idea of wise equitation came up. It's for people who either don't have access to trainers because of where they live or maybe don't have transport or, you know, it's just for whatever reason, or maybe there's no trainers of that discipline in their area. It's so that they could still access the training. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do is we provide live video lessons um you can all you literally need is your pony or your horse and a mobile phone um, and a pair of earphones you can ride in a field and we've had lessons on beaches uh wherever you can find to ride you just need somebody to record you on the phone and it's like a zoom call essentially Mm -hmm. um if you're wearing your earphones you can hear what the trainer is saying into your ear and you can train with some of the best trainers in the world we've got like we've got international trainers at, at a very, very high level. So, and, and everything in between, to be fair. So yeah, you can train with whoever you want in whatever discipline. Um, so that's kind of the background as to what I do. As well as that, we um, run a saddle club. So it became very apparent that riders needed as much off the saddle support as they do on the saddle training. Mm-hmm. So things like um, rider confidence and mindset, rider fitness, um just general knowledge as well of like you know if somebody wants to get into dressage for example well what is dressage how do I do it what what is the judge looking for that type of thing mm-hmm. um, that club came from and and it aims really to complement the the virtual lessons by providing a safe and sportive club where um we look at confidence issues we give we give riders tools to to overcome confidence issues 
we give them bespoke rider workouts. So things like Pilates for riding or core based strength training exercises. But all of it is like specifically designed for horse riding rather than just general exercises, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we've monthly masterminds. So we get experts to come in once a month and, and give us a masterclass. Um, and that's been going quite well. So, yeah, I think that the thought behind it is the professional riders that you see, you know, competing at the likes of badminton, they've got huge teams behind them and not just grooms. They've got sports psychologists, they've got PTs, they've got, you know, they've got coaches, they've got it all. Um, and for most of us, we don't have the time or the money uh, yeah. to have that level of support. Uh, so the idea of the Saddle Club and Wise Equitation is it gives you that support, you know, that you can pick and choose bite size what you want. And if there's something that you're really particularly interested in, then you can go further and you can speak to the experts that will be on and you can, you know, maybe set up something one-to-one with them if it's something that you're really interested in. So, so that's the a kind of a snapshot, I guess, of what we do. I, I love that idea. And um, when it comes to like coaches and stuff that join, is it done via like a website or an app? And do how do coaches sort of become part of it? Well done on a website. I don't have an app. Um, so a coach can sign up, um, obviously, as long as they're qualified and have insurance or whatever, they can sign up and it fills in an online form. They supply their prices. So the coaches charge whatever they charge. Um, you know, and the average is approximately about 40 pounds a lesson for about a 45 minute lesson. Um, if you're a non-Savia Club member, we charge a £10 admin fee on top. Or if you um, are a part of Savia Club, there's no admin fee. So it's just the coaches, coaches um, normal training fees. But they fill in an online form. They say what discipline they teach, what level they like to teach, um, how much they cost and their availability. Um, so then you can browse through the trainers and just pick your coach and say, OK, and it may be somebody who can only ride first thing in the morning because of work. But mm. they might choose a coach in America, for example, who that would be their afternoon and that would work out nicely for them. So the yeah. timing can, can work out quite well. Um, and there's like all different um, currency converter tools and um, time zone converter tools available on the site just to, to make that a little bit easier because it is quite international. Yeah. And and that do, does that happen automatically? So um, no one has to sort of like figure out what the time difference is like it's done automatically no it doesn't automatically happen when you pop it in but there's a little calculator under the book book now button so you can work just to make it a bit easier to work it out oh that's good okay oh yes that sort of opens up more options for um any type of ride obviously like you know um it might be just you know the average I don't want to say average, that's sort of under, but do you know what I mean? The everyday rider that, um, you know, like you say, might want to try different lessons with different people. Because yeah. sometimes you click with a coach, don't you? Sometimes you don't. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the coach is doing something wrong. Sometimes personality wise, you just don't click or they don't really get you or stuff. And sometimes it's good to try different ones and get the right one. Mm-hmm. For you. Yeah, absolutely. And things like if you go to clinics a lot, you, you know, you could go to a clinic and you might not see that and you might really, really like that coach, but not see them again for six months or, mm. or a year. But you can in between, you can do virtual lessons, if that makes sense. You can still keep in contact with that coach if you do get on really well with them. And we're always looking to add new ones. So if there's ever a writer who's like, oh, I'd love to work with this person, but they're not on your site. We're always open to, to, to having new trainers join. Excellent. And with the rider, like, is there a subscription that people have to pay or can people just sort of log onto the website and just pick a trainer and then book a lesson that way? 
So you can log on to the website, pick a trainer, and we, call, we kind of call it pay as you go. That's where you have the £10 admin fee. Um, or the Saddle Club is a subscription-based service. You don't have to join the Saddle Club. But within the Saddle Club, the admin fees are gone. So it's 11 99 a month. So if you had four lessons a month, so less than a week, you're saving just under 30 quid a month. And then when you're part of the Saddle Club, that's where you get the workouts, the self-hypnosis recording for the confidence stuff, um, the monthly master classes. So you get a lot of extras on top of that if you choose to do the subscription. But it's it's basically up to to the writers themselves what they want to do yeah but it sort of opens up more options for them doesn't it and with the yeah. um, saddle club is that is that done through like a facebook group or is that again a separate website it's it's all hosted on a facebook group i have only last week though um launched a new saddle club members page on the website simply because when you're sharing so many videos and content it can get a little bit lost on facebook um and and for some of them, particularly the, the workouts, I know people like to go back and do them again and again. Mm. Uh, and it's very hard to find them within a Facebook group. So they, you can log on to the website and there's there's a special page where you can just find it instantly. Oh, that's good. Um, but again, it, it it's good to sort of, if someone's on Facebook and they're having a quick scroll and they found something or if they want to look for something more specific, then they can go onto the website and look for it on the website yeah. as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And... Um, with um sort of your say your mastermind um masterclasses and things mastermind your masterclasses um sort of how do you pick and choose which ones you want or do you just ask people or do people approach you for those um it's it's been kind of a mixture of both so some people i would know um and i'd ask them and say oh would you be interested in doing it and they would oh some, some people have offered um, and then I look to see what the members are struggling with. So, for example, I've got um, a few Saddle Club members who are retraining racehorses um, and they're struggling a little bit with their thoroughbreds um, and they want to get them into showing. So I know somebody who specializes in retraining racehorses. So I was like, can you do a masterclass for me? Because I know that that would really appeal. Um, so, yeah, so I don't tend to set out six months worth of experts i kind of tend to do it maybe a month or two in advance just so i can see what's topical at the time mm-hmm. um rather than tying myself to something and what well, you don't want is a master class that either isn't relevant at that time or people or people are more interested in something else yeah yeah absolutely and um with your um classes and stuff in you said that there is sort of options for um every level um so from like say the everyday rider up until like competition ones as well yeah um and so do the coaches sort of um in in their sort of profiles um say what sort of levels they can teach up to and and then do they have like reviews and stuff so people can sort of see or is it just kind of done through word of mouth um yeah absolutely so the Trainers will basically say what level they're happy to teach. Now, to be fair, most of them will say from grassroots up, you know, that there isn't many people who, who only want to train kind of more elite riders. Um, and then you can leave a review after your lesson. So if you've had a lesson, there's a five star rating and you can leave a little review after that. And I've had some reviews on Facebook as well. Um, I do tend to find that it is the trainers who... Um, who are out there a little bit more and who have the reviews that seem to get more, you know, people do read the reviews when they're picking and training unless they know them personally. Mm. Yeah. So for, for new trainers joining, I always kind of say it's worth speaking to your existing client base and getting a few lessons under your belt that way 
to help grow your your own kind of virtual client base it's best to kind of start with people you know and then it'll organically grow a little bit better um because sometimes you get people and they put up a profile and they might put up a profile picture they put very little information and not many people clicking them and you know yeah and so how many sort of like coach or trainers do you have on your books at the minute uh last count i've 30 something 31 or 32 i think um across all disciplines we've got I mean, we've got Western trainers, uh, eventing trainers, dressage, show jumping, side saddle. Um, we've got some natural horsemanship uh, and bitless trainers. Um, we've got a confidence coach. So, yes, there's a good mix. Oh, that's good. So there is literally a big variety for people to choose from then. Yeah. And also, if you have a specific thing that you want to deal with, maybe you want, I don't know, you might have a young horse or a horse that doesn't like to load or be clipped, then you'd maybe go to one of the natural horsemanship coaches, but you're not necessarily going to want to go to them every week. That might be a one-off no. thing. Whereas yeah. you might stick with a massage trainer every week or every month. Yeah, yeah. And then I kind of use this part of the podcast to sort of like open it up to you really about if there's things that you want to discuss that we may not have covered so far, or if you have any promotions or anything you want to shout about. Obviously you've talked about the... Um, memberships and everything but if there's other mm. things you wanted to talk about then this is like your sort of space to sort of open up sell it yeah <laughs> but it could be like anything it doesn't have to be about your business you can talk about anything you want to talk about um i think for me i think um what i find with the saddle club and with wiseal i'm um what i like to call an ambitious amateur i don't compete at a high level at all um, very much grassroots, but I really love it and I really enjoy it. Um, and I think what the Saddle Club delivers is what I desperately wanted, couldn't find in the market, if that makes sense. Mm. So things like um, like dressage would definitely be my weakest uh, discipline, without a shadow of a doubt. And I had a physio see me ride once and she was like, well, you're completely right-sided. That's the problem. I was like, well, how do I fix that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, but then how do you find rider Pilates or rider biomechanics? Like they, It's not offered at the local gym um and no. it's kind of hard to find that type of thing um so, so that type of that type of thing other things um I would be and, and most people kind of get a bit surprised because I do a lot of drag hunting and they're like you're a very fearless rider and I may come out come across that way but actually after I had a baby uh suddenly like jumping across pole used to scare me I'd have sleepless nights over it um and I know it's normal and I know it's just self-preservation because you've got a young child to take care of but again I found that very hard to cope with I was going from jumping hedges without even thinking about it to suddenly going oh my god I can't get into I can't do a show something around like um so I found somebody recommended to me self-hypnosis and I scoured and scoured the internet and I found something kind of you know it it was good it wasn't exactly what I was looking for but it was good um and I used that and I used to listen to it every night um and then I'd find that when I'd be going competing or when I'd be, you know, going out drag hunting or whatever, I wasn't as scared. It's, it's very subtle change, but suddenly on the day I was far more calm, I was far more relaxed and I actually jumped everything that was in front of me, um, which was kind of shocking. So as part of <laughs> what we've done is we've looked at the most common confidence issues. And for some people, it's, it's like me, it's, it's fear of getting hurt because obviously you're responsible for other people or for young kids. For others, it's competition nerves and for others I mean one of the ladies in the group she is 
phenomenal. Like she's a phenomenal writer. Uh, she wins all around her, but she really struggles with comparing herself to others and thinking she's not good enough. And there's a lot of self-doubt going on. So we looked at the most common confidence issues that writers face. And I had um, bespoke self-hypnosis recordings recorded for each of those. So there's three of them. So the first one has gone out and that's self self-doubt and imposter syndrome and not feeling feeling that you're letting your horse down you know that those those thoughts that we all get Mm. um yeah the second one then is dealing with fear of falling fear of getting hurt or memories of falls and that that was just released last week and then the next one which will come uh next month in june is the um it's competition nerves, dealing with competition nerves and comparing yourself to others. And I mean, you could be the best writer in the world. You go down that central line and you turn to Shelley. It's, it's happened to the best of us. Yeah. Um, so again, that's stuff that I would have used and that I really needed at a point in my life. And that's what I'm trying to do at the Saddle Club. I'm trying to think, okay, what would I have wanted when I was in this point of my writing career, when I was doing this? Um, the other thing is I'm very conscious of people being time poor. Um and I'm very tired where I don't have time to spend hours, you know, yeah. reading up stuff and watching videos. It's just, it, it's it's just not something I do. So I try to make it so that time commitment isn't too much. I mean, the monthly master classes are an hour a month. And after that, you can pick and choose what you want. If you want to do training, do the training. If you want to do the workouts, do the workouts. If you want to listen to the self-hypnosis when you're sleeping, do that. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's very much pick and choose um, because again, I suppose in, in a lot of ways, I kind of look at what I would have really appreciated as being a member and try to cater to that. Uh, don't yeah. get me wrong, though, I do ask the members what they want as well. So it's not all just about, oh, yeah, right. It's all about me. <laughs> oh, that's good. It's good that you get the feedback, though, because like you say, some people, you know, it, um, you know, some people might be getting different things um, out of it, um, but there's always room for improvement, isn't there? And there's always room for expansion and 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 things as well. Yeah, and it is, it's very, um, like I said, I don't like to plan too much in advance because I want to make sure that what we're covering is topical for that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that people are getting the most value they, they possibly can from it. I guess the other thing I didn't mention just in terms of the offering is if you want to do virtual training, so we talked about the live lessons where you wear your earphones and it's genuinely the exact same as having a face-to-face lesson, mm. um, except they're not physically there. But also we offer video feedback. So um, you could have a dressage test or maybe a show jumping around or maybe just filming yourself schooling. Um, and then you can upload that video and the trainer can feedback and give hints and tips and homework on that. That works particularly well for writers that don't have a great internet connection um you do need a decent internet connection to do a live lesson um and what we what I like about that as well I know there's loads of online dressage competitions and they're brilliant I mean they they really have taken off but it's not a competition environment Mm -hmm. so the feedback you get okay you don't get a rosette you don't get a placing but the feedback you get is a little bit more and also you don't have to send your perfect submission in you know what I mean because when it's a competition you'll do it and go okay that's the best one yeah. Whereas if you get one of the poor, you know what I mean when I say poor, yeah. but maybe you're not your best test. Yeah. And send that in, you actually probably learn a hell of a lot more from the feedback you'll get from that than you will from your your best test. Um. So that's just another kind of string term. And that's um that's great for like your pre tests, isn't it? You could have like a pre test 
run through, couldn't you? And just have someone just to say, that was really great. Why don't you try this? Or um, this could be a little bit better to get that. You could do this, et cetera, et cetera. So then you could do a little bit of homework just before your test um, and just have that in sort of your mind thinking, oh, I remember when they said when I was at doing coming down the centre line or when I was changing my transitions or something that I, you kind yeah, of have yeah. those comments in your ear and, and you'll be a little bit more um, aware of what you might need to focus on more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, it's a different opinion. Um, yeah. So don't get me wrong, we do have dressage judges who, who work as trainers and they, they'll offer the advice, but it's, sometimes it's nice to get another opinion um, just on, because on, everybody sees things slightly differently. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like you say, on the day, that it's whatever the judge particularly likes, isn't it, on that day, yeah. isn't it? So, and every judge is slightly different and like you, you just said they you know they look at things slightly differently um but you know you know you can always improve and you can always sort of clean up your transitions or you can clean up your um movements and things just a little bit couldn't you so oh, totally, yeah. or even a show jumping round. i mean you know everybody gets somebody to record their show jumping around don't they, they yeah, like yeah. jumping around but just to send that and say right this was in competition you know maybe you weren't clear what could I improve on or enough that said I'm not really sure what I could have done and fresh eyes can say well maybe it was your corner whatever it was you know what I mean um but again it's good to get that feedback rather than just and, and when you can see it as well because you're watching the video and somebody's explaining it to you you, you can see you can see yeah. it a lot clearer than when you're on the horse sometimes yeah, oh, 100%. There's been times where I've had lessons and I felt it was ter like, terrible, like if I'm doing like a, I need just like a, a small jumping lesson or something. And I'm thinking, oh God, I was terrible towards that jump. I was all over the place or I was really like, my position wasn't great over that jump. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking I really was unbalanced or something. And then when you actually look at the video, it's not as bad as what you felt it was. No. Um, and I think sometimes when you're feeling it and when you're actually looking at it, it's completely different. Um, but it's always good to have that as um as a reminder that it wasn't as bad as what you thought it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because I think sometimes we just go, oh my god, that was terrible. And when you look back, you go, actually, no, I look quite good. <laughs> <laughs> um great well thank you so much for sharing like I think there's a great concept of like another avenue that people can have for trainers and um in all different types of disciplines and stuff and then having like the mem the uh, members club as well and having lots of different um techniques and you know different avenues for them to sort of help and improve with confidence or with their riding or anything so yeah thank you so much for telling us all about it uh, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed that. No problem at all. Well, I always end off each podcast with some quick fire questions. So, okay, it might change now that you've had the baby. But I was going to say, are you a night in or a night out person? Oh, night out. Oh yeah. Not that I get very many nights out these days. <laughs> no one does. No one does. Um, tea or coffee? Ooh. Depending on time of day but I would go tea, I think. Okay, good, yeah. Uh, wellies or heels? Wellies. Uh, sweet or savoury? Savoury. Uh, Always. Book or film? Oh, I would say book, but I can't remember the last time I've read one. 
or had the time. <laughs> what was, is there any books, I mean, is there any books that you remember reading that you really enjoyed or any type of books that you particularly go for? I love fiction. I, I just love like a good chick, chick literature, to be honest. Uh, I, I get really into that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I can't remember the last time I've sat on the beach or, or literally just sat down and read a book. It's been so long. <laughs> but I always like to watch, read the book before I watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. I think loads of people do, don't they? Or, or um, if they haven't done it the right way around and they've watched the film first and then read the book, they're like, oh, the film really didn't have as much in it yeah. than it's supposed to. Um, okay, and lastly, where... Where can we find you? So can you tell us to the websites and then on your social media handles where we can find you? Yeah, so it's uh, the website is www.wiseowlequitation.com and uh, yeah, it's the same for Instagram and Facebook. It's wiseowlequitation. Okay, lovely. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Really, really lovely. appreciate it. And um, as always, guys, if you love this episode, please tag us in so we know that you're listening. And I'll speak to you all on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as I did making it. If you um, like to follow me on socials, my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook, Cobbs Equine Services. Um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people. And I will speak to you all on the next episode.